0: Welcome to nerdy and flirty a podcast designed to help you create a life that you love It's nerdy with science backed information and it's flirty. It's fun. It's quick. It's straight to the point My name is Cass and welcome back to the podcast or welcome if you're new here This episode is a touchy one, honestly. This is probably the most vulnerable episode that I've done this far, but it's an episode that I really want to do because this is a conversation that I have with real people. I have this conversation with my friends, I have this conversation with my clients, with women around me, and this is a real conversation that affects a lot of people, and that's PCOS. PCOS is Polycystic Ovarian Syndrome, and this is a syndrome that affects so many women. It's estimated that 6-12% to 12% of women in the United States have PCOS, but many more have it without a diagnosis. I wanna have this episode be an honest chat about PCOS. In a science-y way, I will give you the background, some statistics, but I also wanna talk about my experience because that's the thing with PCOS is everyone's experience is completely different. I can only speak on my own story and my own experience with PCOS but everyone experiences it differently. Everyone has different symptoms, different struggles with it, and that's what makes it so hard to not only get diagnosed, but get a treatment. First, let's start with the background, some intro. So around 5 million women have a PCOS diagnosis, but it's estimated that so many more women have PCOS. And not only does PCOS impact fertility, but it also increases risk for so many other conditions like type 2 diabetes. More than half the women with PCOS develop type 2 diabetes before age 40, which is a significant increase in risk. It also increases risk for heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, sleep apnea, stroke, depression, anxiety, so many other chronic conditions. And there's not a lot of treatment options available, to be honest. A lot of things are still misunderstood with PCOS, like the causes. It's very unclear. Some causes are linked to family history, but there's really no proof of any causes or risk factors or things that can lead to someone having PCOS. To be diagnosed with PCOS, you have to meet two out of three criteria. First criteria is around your period, so either completely missing your period, having really infrequent periods, really heavy periods, any kind of abnormality with your period which could lead to lack of ovulation. That's criteria number one. Number two is hormonal imbalance, so having higher levels of testosterone, which you can get through blood work. You can see that in blood work. And this is what is linked to more of the more noticeable symptoms of PCOS, like acne, facial hair, thin hair. Those things are usually linked to the higher testosterone. The third criteria is cysts on your ovaries. This can be detected through vaginal ultrasound, which is why some people never even know what their ovaries look like if they don't get this vaginal ultrasound. And just so you're aware, your girl, me, has all three of these criteria. I know, I'm an overachiever. But PCOS is very different for everyone. Some women don't have cysts. Some women do have cysts. I have some. Some develop acne and some don't. Some struggle with weight management and some don't. It's very unique to each person, which is why it's so difficult to understand, diagnose, and treat. I was diagnosed at 16, which is really unheard of. I feel like maybe now more people talk about it, but when I was 16, I never knew anyone that had PCOS. No one was talking about PCOS And it was shocking, honestly, because I didn't have the classical PCOS symptoms. I never struggled with acne as a teenager. I didn't have the facial hair. I didn't have weight management troubles or hair loss. At 16, I didn't have any symptoms. My symptoms were more of the emotional and psychological symptoms of PCOS. The main symptom was that I didn't get my period as a teenager. I got it one time in high school and I never got it after that. And at the time, everyone said I was so lucky. Everyone would tell me, oh, you're so lucky. You don't have to worry about wearing tampons. You don't have to worry about the cramping and everything. But secretly, I always wanted it. I hated that I never had my period because a period is like, you're welcomed into womanhood. Getting your period is that telltale sign that you're now a woman. And for me, I never really had that. I got it one time and the one time was not even a full period. It was like spotting. So for me, yeah, I didn't have to worry about tampons when I wore a bathing suit, but as a teenager, I wanted that rite of passage into womanhood. I never got my period and my moods and my fatigue were Out of this world, terrible. I mean, terrible. And when you're in high school, it's expected to have like that teenage angst and that mood swings and all those fluctuations. I had those, but at some point it became abnormal. Like it wasn't just, you know, that typical teenage angst. It was to a point where my mom noticed it. Now, I don't remember really acting any differently. Like I don't remember this part, but. From my mom's perspective, she noticed a complete change in my personality and who I was. Like, I was taking a lot of naps that was very not like me. I was just like laying around more. I wasn't myself and my mom noticed it. She realized something was up and she made the appointment for me to see a gynecologist and have them test me for PCOS. Luckily, my mom knew about PCOS and so she specifically asked them to check me for PCOS because honestly, I don't think that they would have checked me if she didn't I didn't have those typical symptoms PCOS wasn't as well known as it is now so when I was 16 people didn't talk about it that was not a first thought but my mom was super adamant with the doctors and was like no you really should check her for PCOS I think she has PCOS thankfully they listened to her and I was diagnosed with PCOS at 16 they did all the tests. They were really great. They checked my blood work to see that my hormones were imbalanced. I had my missing periods. And then they did a vaginal ultrasound to see the cysts on my ovaries. For some TMI, I had never used a tampon before and I wasn't sexually active. So yeah, just imagine a vaginal ultrasound at 16 years old. Um, <laughs> I got diagnosed. I got my diagnosis for PCOS and then they talked to me about it and they told me that birth control is the treatment. So I accepted that without questioning it. I didn't think twice about it. I just started taking birth control from then on. Now, this isn't a debate on birth control. There are absolutely purposes and benefits to being on the pill. But back then, looking back, I do wish that I asked more questions and I wish that I talked to my doctor more about other options because I wasn't sexually active. Maybe there were other things that I could have done rather than just starting to take the pill. But at the time, the pill was what I needed for that time period. And I don't regret taking it at all. I do wish if I could go back, I would have asked more questions. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I started taking the pill because they said that that would give me a period And I'm doing quotation marks around that. The period is a fake period when you're on the pill, if you know anything about the pill. But it gave me that like false sense of having a period. It made me feel like a woman. I started taking the pill and I didn't really think much of it. I do remember being a little bit sad at this time about having some unknown condition that none of my friends had, no one really understood, I didn't understand it, but honestly at 16 I kind of just put it under the rug and never thought about it because my doctor told me birth control is the treatment, I thought I was cured, and that I would be fine. Now that I'm much older, I know that birth control just masks the issues, it gives you a fake period, but at the time I didn't think much of it. I ended up being on birth control for four and a half years and then I decided to stop taking it. When I started taking the pill, my skin went crazy. Before this, I never had acne. I never struggled with acne. Once I started taking the pill, my skin went haywire and then it kind of evened itself out. But my moods and my anxiety and everything like that kind of just went dull. I didn't have as much zest for life as I did before before being on the pill. Like my moods were just dull and my anxiety was heightened. I never struggled with anxiety before until I started taking the pill. I also was going through a lot of life changes while being on the pill. I was in high school, which is already a lot of things. Then I went away to college. I moved far away. While I was on the pill, I wasn't crediting it to the pill. I was saying it's my lifestyle. Like I'm just more stressed. I'm just more this. I'm just more that. That's why these things are happening. I never really thought that it was linked to the pill. So, I just kept taking it and I went to the gynecologist. At some points, I would lose my period again, even though I took the pill religiously. I was like a nutcase about it. I never missed one. I was very, very regimented with it. So, then I would lose my period and I would tell my doctors and they would just give me a different one. I ended up being on like four or five different types of birth control. And I honestly couldn't even tell you what types they were because I never asked questions, which is crazy thinking back now. But at the time, I just took what I took and I didn't think anything of it because I trusted the doctors and I was uninformed. Like I didn't even realize how uninformed I was. I didn't know that there were different types. I didn't know there were different benefits. I didn't know anything. I just took it. So while I was in college, I was on the pill and my personality was different, but I didn't really think much of it. Like I've been saying, I studied public health in college and around my sophomore year, I took a course that really opened my eyes. It was a health behavior change class. That's where I started to learn about different health lifestyles and lifestyle habits. We learned about natural remedies and we learned about all kinds of things. And this reminded me, I I remember sitting in the class learning about this stuff and I just got this like remembrance or this memory of having PCOS. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I have this condition that I haven't thought much about and I've never even tried to do better. So I started researching it for myself and I started really diving deep and learning about my body. And I think PCOS is probably the thing that catapulted me into the wellness field, honestly. Like I was always really interested in medicine, but this experience with PCOS really opened my eyes to lifestyle change and realizing that we can do things to change our bodies without relying completely on pharmaceuticals. And like I've said, I'm not completely against medicine. I just wish that I knew more at the time about other things that I could do to support my body rather than just taking things blindly. At this point, my sophomore year of college, I was about, what, 20 years old? I continued to take my birth control, but instead of taking it blindly, I started to do more research about how the pill affects me and how to support my body with PCOS and different things that you can do to support your body and give it the best chance it has, And I read this book, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, it's called This Is Your Brain on Birth Control, and it's so amazing. It talks about all different things about the pill and how it suppresses your vitamin absorption and how it changes your brain and everything like that, and it really just started to educate me. Now, I don't regret taking the pill, I definitely needed it during that time period, but I wish someone told me that it's not just this little thing that every single girl takes, It's a drug just like any other drug and it can have side effects. You can try different options if the side effects are too much. Like I didn't think that birth control had side effects. I didn't think that birth control could really affect my mood and could really affect so many other things. Looking back, I just wish that I knew that at the time because the pill is just like any other medication and it can have side effects. And if that side effect is ruining your life, maybe try a different version of that medication. I'm not saying just cut it all off together, but you can try different options for anything you take. At the time, I thought that I just felt that way. I thought that I was just tired all the time. I thought that I had anxiety all the time. I thought that low libido and hopelessness is just normal. I thought it was my personality. I thought that that's just who I was now. Looking back, I didn't know that I could advocate for myself and that that's not my personality. Anyway, so I keep taking the pill and I'm learning about new things and every day in classes, I'm learning about out health behaviors and how to change your health behaviors and different things that you should do. I'm taking nutrition courses. I'm taking, I'm learning about supplements. I'm starting to take supplements. I started watching YouTube videos about it. I got so into trying to heal my PCOS. I was still on the pill. I didn't change anything, but I was starting to like eat better and drink more water and take supplements and do things to support my body as best as possible. Because I should mention as well that up until this point, I wasn't really eating well. Like I liked health and I liked medicine and I liked wellness, but I wasn't eating protein. I wasn't eating vegetables. I was eating like a typical teenager when all of this started. And who knows if that played a role in PCOS as well. Like I said, the causes are unknown and this is all just my own speculation. But we also know that things like amenorrhea, which is losing your period, can happen from not eating enough, not eating properly, malnutrition, exercising way more than what you're consuming for an extended period of time, high stress levels. I had all of those in high school. When I was in high school, I did not eat well. I didn't eat protein. I was not eating vegetables, and I was so active. I was such an active kid. I was involved in sports and dance and moving around all the time, and I was not fueling my body properly. So part of me just wonders how this impacts my PCOS diagnosis. And at the time in college, this is when I started really wondering that and asking myself, like, are there things that I can do to give my body the best chance as possible? This is when I got into cooking. This is the first time I really started cooking, making vegetables. I was making bootables bowls with all kinds of nutritious foods for me. I was doing all kinds of research on the best, like, superfoods for PCOS. I did Everything I could. And I actually did notice changes while I started doing all of this, even though I was still taking the pill. But those changes, honestly, were worse. Like I started having cystic acne and I started feeling moodier and moodier. And at some point I just had to make the switch to go off of the pill. And so I did that in January of 2021. So it's been just about three years since I've been off the pill and I'm still working on regulating my period. The transition of going off of the pill was so hard, but it was something that I needed to do. Right before I stopped taking the pill around like November, I came home for winter break and my skin was, I had painful cystic acne. I felt horrible. I have this video of me just crying. I have refused to watch it, but I also refused to delete it because it's just proof that like I'm not there anymore, which sounds cheesy, but it's true. I was completely miserable. I was hopeless. I felt horrible. And then that January I said, I'm done. I'm gonna do the best that I can. And if this sucks, then it sucks. Before I stopped taking the pill, I did a ton of research. I watched a ton of videos of people that stopped taking the pill because I wanted to know the same questions that a lot of people ask is, am I gonna gain weight? Am I gonna feel horrible? Is my skin gonna break out? Like All of those questions are valid questions. And like I've been saying, my experience is my own experience and I don't know how it would affect anyone else, but I will tell you that going off of the pill was one of the best decisions I've ever made. When I stopped taking the pill, It was in January and I didn't get a period for like a hundred and something days after that. Like my periods were so irregular, but I was committed to the cause. I was committed to healing my body and around that summer, my skin went absolutely crazy. I have never experienced acne like that until this point and I will just preface this right now it was a million times worth it. Acne is horrible and there's no sugarcoating it. Like I had painful hormonal cystic acne all over my cheeks. I felt uglier than I've ever felt. It is the hardest thing like having acne. And if you've ever had cystic acne or any kind of acne, you know that it is absolutely awful. Like I woke up feeling so horrible. I I just didn't like what I looked like. I was embarrassed about it. I was insecure about it. But part of me was also so okay with it because I really saw the world in colors again. When I stopped taking the pill, I saw the world in colors. I felt like I got my personality back. It felt like a weight or a dark cloud was just lifted off of me. And even though I had acne, even though I hated what I looked like, even though all these things changed about me physically, internally, I can't describe that change, but I felt so much better. And if you've done this, then you understand. And if you haven't, it's hard to explain unless you've done it. It's so weird because no one wants acne, but I was like kind of okay with it because I knew it would pass. And it does. And if you are struggling with acne right now, I just want to tell you, it passes. It will go away at some point. It's hard. I know it's hard. It's it's one of the hardest things ever, and I don't wish it on my worst enemy, but it will go away, and it will get better, and when I had acne, I woke up every day thinking it was never going to go away, and guess what? It does, and at this point, I can still say that when I get a little pimple, I'm grateful that it's not hormonal cystic acne because that's horrible, but... Part of me is also a little bit fearful that it's starting again because having acne is so, I don't want to say traumatizing because that's like a little bit dramatic, but it is. It's a big part. Like having that cystic acne is a big part of my life and it's something that I do not take lightly, but it's also something that made me a better, stronger person. And that sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Like I... Stopped caring so much about my physical attributes because I kind of had to, like I felt so ugly, but I also felt more confident in my personality and more confident in just who I am on the inside. And as a woman, I feel like we place so much value on our physical appearance when there's so much more to us than our outside. And that's just my little self-confidence rant for inside this episode. So anyway, so I get off the pill, all these changes happen, but I'm still super committed To healing my body and for a while I didn't get my period but I tried to do as much as I could to support my body including getting enough sleep watching my nutrition and doing all the things to give my body the best chance and now I can say that I pretty much get a regular period and I know it's been three years but it's been three years of hard work and dedication to this like for example my past two menstrual cycles were 28 days on the money which is like Textbook example of what a menstrual cycle should be. And I still get irregularities. I also have some that are like 50 days, 40 days, 35, but I haven't really gone above 50 days in a while. And that's coming from never getting a period as a teenager, going off birth control, and having like 170 days without a period. That's growth to me. And I'm so much more in tune with my body. I notice now that there are certain things that will mess up my menstrual cycle and won't. My core things when it comes to managing my PCOS, first is sleep. I need seven to nine hours of sleep and honestly, I prefer more of the nine hours. I did a whole episode on sleep, it's episode five. Sleep is important for so many things, but especially with PCOS, the PCOS fatigue is real and it's so much worse when i'm sleep deprived the second kind of non-negotiable for me is my stress management and this is probably like the biggest one it's so hard to do this but i absolutely notice differences when it's done and when it's not done part of it's out of my control like when i have a lot of events going on with work or just a lot of things going on in my life i can't really control it but i do notice that my cycle is longer it's more irregular when i don't manage my stress well So in order to manage my stress, I really just try to separate things and have boundaries between my work, boundaries with my friends, and just really prioritize my routines and the things that I need to feel sane. Nutrition is huge. There's a ton of information about PCOS foods and even PCOS diets. But the main thing I've noticed is just trying to eat as balanced as possible. I notice a difference when I'm not eating enough protein. I also notice a difference when I'm eating a lot of sugar and refined carbs, processed foods, even alcohol. So I really try to keep balance in this. I obviously don't just stop my whole life for this part, but I do try my best to have balance and moderation. And then also exercise. You want to be in a consistent routine with exercise with PCOS, but you also want to make sure that you're not overdoing it and putting your body in a negative stress state. Physical stress counts as stress, and you want a sweet spot of physical stress because you do want to see improvement in like your physical health but you don't want to overdo it where you're doing all these crazy hit workouts and you're not recovering properly like that is really stressful especially if you have PCOS so managing that i this was something that i struggled with because i wanted to do all these crazy workouts and then i realized that they were doing more harm than good and when i stopped doing this not only did i feel better but i also saw better workout results like i started to get leaner and fitter quicker and easier and then lastly is supplements I did a whole episode about micronutrients, but being on some kind of supplement regimen I think is important for PCOS, especially things like omega-3 fatty acids for me helps out. I didn't really touch on that in my micronutrients episode. Making sure that you have the gaps in your diet filled with supplements and making sure that you prioritize the supplements that are extra important for PCOS. This is one you really want to consult with your doctor and see what things you're lacking, what things your doctor recommends, But do your research and see, like, there's always new research coming out about PCOS and just supplements in general. Anything that's going to support your hormones, well, I shouldn't say anything, but hormone support is important with supplements. There are certain supplements that have been proven to support your hormones, especially someone with PCOS. So do your research, get intrigued, get involved, and be an advocate in your own health and wellness. Doing these things has literally changed my life from not getting a period ever to getting pretty much a regular period. And when it's not regular, it's because I can look back and say like, oh, well, I did go out more. I was more stressed. I ate more sugar. I went out to eat more. Like I can look back and see those things. And for me, that's a win. This has been a journey. And if you're a close friend of mine, like you know that this is a big thing in my life. It's a journey though. Like the rest of my life, I will be committed to doing these things and really trying to learn more about my body. But it's also something that has completely made me who I am. And that sounds like, oh, so wholesome, but it's true. I don't know if I would be doing a podcast and coaching people and doing nutrition coaching if I didn't have PCOS. Like that has made me who I am. It's not always easy, but every day I just make an effort to do a little bit better and learn a little bit more and try to be on top of something just a little bit more. And for me, that makes a difference. Wherever you're at in your PCOS journey, you are still feminine. You are still beautiful. You are still worthy. You are still all the things that you want to be. Having PCOS doesn't make you less than, it doesn't make you masculine, it doesn't make you ugly, it doesn't make you any of the things that you're telling yourself, and you can support your body, whether you're on the pill, whether you're not on the pill, whatever your situation is, there are things you can do to support your body and give yourself the best physical feelings that you possibly could if you're confused talk to your doctor talk to your team talk to people use the resources that you have if I could go back I would just want to tell myself that you don't have to feel horrible every day I felt horrible for so many years from PCOS to birth control to getting off the pill like There were all these phases during this entire journey where I didn't feel good and I didn't feel like myself and I didn't feel like my best. And I just wish I could tell myself, You don't have to feel like that. So I'm telling you, if you're in this situation, you don't have to feel like that. There are things that you could possibly do to feel better and every single person is different. What works for me might not work for you. There might be other things that you need to incorporate into your life. But my thing is like, why wouldn't I try to figure those things out? Every day, I get closer to my body. Every day, I figure it out a little bit more. And I'm happy with that. It's not always easy, but we can work through it. And you're still beautiful. You're still feminine. You're still amazing. And there's so much more to you than this. This is just the backstory, the timeline, the introduction to my journey with PCOS. I'm still learning. If this meant anything to you, Let me know on Instagram, please send me a message, send this to a friend, let me know what you're thinking, and thank you just for listening, this episode was definitely a little bit weird, I'm not used to talking about my own like journey with something, it's personal, but it's impactful and it's important and it's a conversation that I will continue to have, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Happy Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. And I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week. I will talk to you next week. Bye.